Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know, the thing about making history, you never really try to make it. It just happens. The journey started with an iPhone and idea and it led to our living room, creating content that changed the world forever. Earn Your Leisure Podcast, episode six, time flies. Like we always say, man, we came up with no expectations, just knowing that we wanted to educate people, especially from our community. Oh my God, assets over value and all these great things. And like, these are the results of it, man. People have been supporting at a tremendous level. So thank you so much for the support. And we got some more stuff we got coming up. Best Fest is the festival that the world needed but never had. Bad drop. So we took change into our own hands and made it happen for the world, but by the culture. Shout out to yourselves for being in the right place. Yeah. Invest Fest is the premier destination for investors around the world. It's a sanctuary for all entrepreneurs and investors. 
yearly pilgrimage to bring brands and businesses together and push them to new heights. Welcome to Invest Fest, where culture and commerce connect. Ernest, what's going on? Traditional universities are outdated and don't teach you how to become an entrepreneur. They just teach you how to become an employee. You go to school for four years and you leave with nothing but debt. But here at EYL University, our curriculum is much different. Our university teaches you real-world skills that you can use to gain financial freedom right away. In traditional universities, you learn from professors that have never did what they teach, and they teach you how to become an employee. At our university, we use instructors that are currently successful in a specific field that they teach, and they teach you how to become an entrepreneur. For a limited time only, you can join EYL University for 25% off of the annual membership. Learn about stock credit real estate crypto and more go to eyluniversity.com right now and sign up to become an earner don't wait don't hesitate head over there now my graduates from my school being forbes backdrop backdrop <laughs> a mic drop backdrop backdrop All right, guys, welcome back, EYL. We are finishing out our legendary run in LA, and um, this is something that just came about spontaneous, but um, I'm sure it's gonna be a classic, memorable episode. So if you know Ernie Alicia, you know that we are huge, huge sports fans. Me, I used to play basketball, um, but I didn't go <laughs> as far as our esteemed guest today, who's a NBA legend, John Sally, but even more impressive is what he's done off the court. He's a entrepreneur, uh, a true renaissance man. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we just got finished talking about watches. He gave us a whole watch education. <laughs> <laughs> Time pieces. <laughs> he also gave us an in-depth conversation into the history of photography and yeah. cameras. Yeah. <laughs> so Maybe we'll fact. get into that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's a restaurateur, which is ironic. My sister shouted to her. She actually hit me up. I told you three weeks yeah. ago, like, we got to go to this place. And um, so that's ironic, a vegan restaurant in San Bernardino, California, we'll talk about that. He's uh, a, a marijuana enthusiast, mm. but even bigger than that, he's a marijuana entrepreneur, which is extremely important. Shout out to Al Harrington. There's a few um, guys that have transitioned from sports mm -hmm. to the cannabis industry. Yeah. And, um, and it's growing, so that's dope to see. Yeah. Um, an investor, he's in media. Mm -hmm. um, Am I forgetting anything? Uh, he's a four-time champion. Well, yeah. yeah that whole NBA stuff. Yeah, you've got all the NBA. I, I said the NBA legend. You just said you never made it that far. No, yeah. I, I said he's an NBA legend. That's why he didn't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to understand. <laughs> I was sitting around going. <laughs> How many? There's only a few players that have won championships with three franchises. Uh, yeah. You're one of them. Robert Ory, LeBron, like six people. Seven, and, uh, six, seven. Tim, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what the trip is, is um, I, that life was 20 years ago, 21 years now. And, uh, and you, you run in, I, I literally can't believe I did it. I know it sounds crazy and I have smoked a lot of cannabis, <laughs> since, right? but I didn't smoke until my last month as a Laker and, oh. and I was 36 years old. And then um, I haven't missed a day. No. I'm like, whoa, whatever. I really feel if I would have smoked weed from the 80s, yeah. I could have played until I was 50. I could have played until I was like 
10 more years in my 40s because I'm a big man and I take care of my body with plant-based uh, eating and making sure all the nutrients. But I, I didn't like it anymore. I got to a point where um, it became, uh, it wasn't fun. And, and the reason it wasn't fun is because it was so much pressure on winning. I think that's why I said why Durant's legs go and why guys get hurt, why Clay. I mean, it's so much more mental stress on you. That's why you get a stress fracture inside. It's just, it's a crazy, crazy mm -hmm. thought that your body goes through that because you put it under so much stress. And so the marijuana would have eased the stress? Yeah, because my, my stress level, man, I was uh, very intense. I was, you would not know it because I'm a smile and giggle, but I'm really growling and trying to kill you. And um, not physically, like I was going to play physical, but I'm thin. Mm -hmm. I was just going to beat you to spots and be quicker and nag the hell out of you. Um, Shaq used to say, you can show me all those tricks and you know, these pinching tricks. It was all like martial arts stuff uh, up close. Uh, so I would pinch and grab and kick your leg further and pull your jersey and talk about your girl wearing white jeans. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was leaning down. I, I'm, I'm serious. I, as a ball, but this girl walked down. I was like, damn, yo, who's that? That's such and such wife. I ain't going to say his name. <laughs> I was like, she's banging. He was like, yeah. She come to the game with him. Now, I was like, oh, okay. And I was sitting down. We about to, what you call it? And I was like, man, you see that girl up there in the white jeans? She's man, I sent my number up there with a the ball boy. I can't wait till this game's over. This dude stands up and looks at me. I swear it was the worst game he ever had. He ran trying to hit me the whole time. Every time he did something, he was in my face. Yeah. I know he was trying to show off. And then by the third quarter, I said, what's your problem? He said, man, you talking about my wife. I said, I know I'm talking about your wife. What, you think I'm here to play you? <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here to get in your head. He was like, oh, damn, Sal. I was like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I got my wife is the baddest girl in the stands. Can't you see? <laughs> <laughs> Behind the glass. <laughs> so I want to talk about the entrepreneurship, but before that, let's get yeah. into this NBA conversation. <sighs> How has the game changed? The eighties, everybody always talks about nostalgic people from that era. Yeah. Like the game is so soft these days and and you know, it, it would have been tremendously harder for the guys to this era to I don't fully I don't fully believe that, but I want to get it from your perspective because you played in that era. Yeah, how was that different from now? The difference then is you, you <clears throat> there was more men playing the game. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of young boys playing okay. now. When I came in the league, I had to go against Maurice Lucas, who tried to break my wrist. I mean, literally tried to hold it and then like break it. And I was like, yo, you try to break my wrist. He was like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the, what, what, how do you not touch him, right? And they were grown men. Uh, Moses Malone, Dr. J. Uh, these dudes were men. And so there was a lot of, you know, bang and hold. And men, the big guys didn't move as much. And the lane was left to them. It was an understanding. Um, the hand check changed the game. Michael Jordan's hands are that much bigger than mine, and he would grab you by the waist, push you out of the way, and shoot a winning shot. No. <laughs> He'd grab you by the waist and push you this way. And, and, and you can't do that now. You can't touch anybody. The NBA realized that what made it exciting in China, because the game is designed for China now, what I mean by that is no yelling at the ref, no throwing tension tangents and being passionate. Before you do that, the ref looks at you and says, just shut up. Now, that's a tech. 
I'm going to throw you out the game because no insubordination. Um, and each player is now equal to a Fortune 500 player. When I came in the NBA, I had the third, fourth highest uh, pay on the team at 230000 a year. Mm. What year was that? 1986. 1986, yeah, yeah, 86. Um, and I did the black man wish and went straight to the BMW. <laughs> 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 I got my contract. You got a contract. I didn't know what that meant. I was waiting there. They opened up. Yo, yo, give me that L7. Pull that, <laughs> you know, the dumb thing. And I also think that players now, all the, the, the matrix of the game, the analytics of the game, are so on point. Um, everybody's shooting the long ball. Uh, they want to see scoring. The way we played was bang, 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 whoever came out alive, that was the thing. Um, it's not like that anymore. It's, and, and most of the rules put in were put in because of us. So no breakaway fouls. Remember Dennis Rodman pushed Scotty. Us, yeah. bad boy Pistons. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. They, they made it. They put it on us, but it was so funny. If yeah. you talk to everybody else, the Celtics, bad boys yeah. were the Celtics. That's why I said it was the Celtics first doing yeah. all the dirty stuff. They were, they were, they were ridiculously dirty. And yours they, was like I felt like the Mikhail era, the things he was doing, it was just a retaliation. Like we have to beat them, so we have to do a little bit more. Yeah, you have to, and and you had guys that would come off the bench that will destroy you, and you. Look like they were in the stands five minutes ago. <laughs> you said something that was um, interesting. You said a few things. China, you said it's made for China. What do you mean by that? So the, our biggest, uh, the NBA's biggest market is China. And the reason I say that is there's 1.3 million people. There's billion. Billion. Yeah. There's, there's 379 million in America. Right. When Houston played, 300 million people watched. So all of America watched one game. Off of Yao Ming. Off of Yao Ming. Mm -hmm. And... I remember when we, uh, when the, <clears throat> I think it was, the somebody lost, uh, we lost, we beat this game, uh, second championship, 1990, as opposed to David Stern handing us the rings like he's supposed to, the assistant uh, GM came because he was with Utah and another team in China. It was more important to put on that show and we had to change the way things are going. You see. LeBron had been to China, what, nine times now. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was in Beijing two years ago, there's an NBA court, and the only black people you see there are in those pictures on the court. So they focused on pushing the game, that part of international. We already did Europe. The European influx came in. Um, it started coming in in the early, 90, early 80s and then got huge in the 90, in mm -hmm. the 2000s. So, and then there was the African influx. There was Akeem Olajuwon. There was Manut Bo. And then... The Kembe Matumbo. The Kembe. Yeah. Then it all switched. Now it's, it became an international game. Yeah. Um, so I would... But it's mostly focused on selling our product, the product in China. Yeah, I think the Dream Team was super inspirational in that. Especially yeah. like from the European countries. The impact that that team had going to Barcelona. Yeah. The, the fandom that that created... You get stars like Dirk, and then Dirk leads to getting Luca. So I wonder Luka's who the, unbelievable. Yeah, he's, he's he's different. I feel like that from the Chinese standpoint. Yeah, you, we had Yao Ming. I guess we can say Jeremy Lin had a moment, but there hasn't been that next star. Yeah, they're in China. Okay, and it's just like uh, just like um, they did in Japan with baseball. Some of the best baseball players in the world in Japan mm -hmm. um, when America opened up to J Japanese baseball. Um, 
I'm, I'm going to say when, the, when I just saw that Space Jam was coming out again with LeBron, I said it before, the, the reason it was so big that Michael Jordan was Space Jam is Warner Brothers wanted to get into China. They wanted to get in with Daffy Duck and, and Bugs Bunny. They wanted to take their images because they don't need our comic images. They have, in, in the Asian world, they have all these other cartoons. And they wanted to get into China and sell their stuff. And Michael Jordan was the biggest thing in China. So now the biggest thing in China is LeBron and Warner Brothers is back selling their product again mm-hmm. to the new wave of kids trying to understand Space Jam. So you also said something that was interesting. You said players now is like Fortune 500 companies. Like the amount of money that's being made now, do you think that that has compromised the? Because like when you guys played, like you said, you was making money relative to the times, right. but the money that's made now is amazing. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> so as far as the business side of that, how do you think that that has changed the like competitive landscape or just changed the game? Period. Well, it changed the game period because you're, you're, not, you're not fouling anybody. It used to be if a guy comes in the lane, he's going to get up, he pumps fakes you, you just come down on him, you know, you foul him, but make him earn it on the foul line. That's, a, that's, that's not happening anymore. You, you cannot hurt any of – nothing even close in the way where they might be out because that is moving money. Not saying you're supposed to, but you used to be able to chuck a guy coming through the lane. Small guy coming through the lane, you should be able to bump him, slow him down. Now you, you can't do any of those kind of things. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing, but they are Fortune 500 companies, and um, they should literally treat it as such. But they don't know that because it's still a great thing to sit there in a the draft and have your people grab you and hug you. Um, they're still wearing gold chains outside on suits. <laughs> I, just, I thought you did that. Oh, draft. never. No, I was, a, I, I was a tight, I was a tight nah, double-breasted you're from, you're from, down. You're from New York, bro. Yeah, I wasn't having it, no. No, that ain't from New York. Uh, but it, it, you run into these cats, and I, I would want to tell them. Um, I was working with this great agent. He has 17 players. And I was like, let, let me put your players through, through life when you get them, meaning – Let's whiteboard everything they want. You want a Lambo truck? You want a you want a you want a Benz that 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 moves up and down? You want a Rolex? You want a, a Pate Philippe? You want a Richard Milly? And then I I show them all that. And I said, so you want to be a rapper? So your mind is that you made it. And I remember one time I was coming back to do. John Sally Day and my project in Bayview, my brother set it up, it was doing like this little block party. We playing against Brookline uh, Project and against us. And so, you know, they're gonna come, everything is gonna be cool. And I was in a limousine and I made the limousines go way past my park where no one saw me. I got out and I told them where to meet me and I walked into the park from the back way. And everybody was like, we wait for you over here. Where's your car? I was like, I took the bus. <laughs> right? I just realized if I was going to have any normalcy that day, I couldn't pull up different than I did when I was younger. Um, and I tell cats all the time, like my wife and, and daughters, I had 20 acres of Malibu for $40,000 and I didn't buy it. Oh, talk whoa, about that. Whoa, you said you whoa, have 40 whoa, acres whoa. in Malibu for $40,000. What year was this? 1987. On the, by the water? No, you can see the water, which is better. It's, <clears throat> this is some 
look, y'all, I'm just telling you because I experienced it. It's, it's not really good to be right on the water because you don't hear anything. It's, it's a great sleep, but your house is going to corrode mm. from all kinds of things. There's a ton of things. And in the wintertime, and I tell people, the beach is not hot. It's not good in the wintertime. And then and you're going to have this gloom. You're never going to see the sun till 2 o'clock. It's a depressing place to be. Uh, when you're right up on the water. When you're away from the water, looking down, you can see lights, you can see the coast, you can see the water, you can see landscape, but you still get the ions from the ocean, meaning that, that good ocean breeze. Uh, that's a better way to be. I know that sounds like some rich shit, but I don't, <laughs> I wasn't trying to. I just lived it and moved in a position to understand it. Um, and I didn't buy it because it just seemed like the guy was trying to get over it. I think and I was going to live in Atlanta because there's more women and stuff like that. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I, was, I wasn't advised properly um, on that. And then I lost a lot of money. I lost, you know, people taking it, people not being cool about it, bad deals. As we say in tax world, bad debts and allowances. Uh, at least that's what I filed. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but you, you know, you, you lit best thing about life is these experiences, these experiences literally shopping you. So that's crazy. So what, at what point do you learn? So you having that things that all athletes go through as far as, you know, yeah. not all athletes, but a lot of athletes, unfortunately with, you know, mismanagement, I'm assuming like your managers or whatever account financial advice, you say people. Well, they're not financial advisors. And that was the funniest thing. When they are, if, if this is the difference. I, I remember I asked Isaiah, um, I said, well, what do you do with your money? He said, I give my money to the same place the doctors and the lawyers give their money to. And, but the difference is our job life is less than the doctors and the lawyers. Mm. Like I wondered why one of my favorite, my, my lawyer now, my main lawyer, uh, well, my day-to-day is Bradley Dock. And what's up, Bradley? And his father was a top OBGYN when I was a, in, and I saw him in a Rolls Royce. And I was like, man, I've always wanted one of these, man. And he goes, hey, you take it on the weekend. And I literally became friends with him. He let me drive it on the weekend. Let me tell you how crazy I am. I washed it, and I'm driving down Jefferson, and it hit me about the third light that I was in Detroit with no top. Brought <laughs> 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 it back to his crib. But I, I literally got to experience being afraid of what do you do with a $200,000 car. Mm-hmm. I did some dumb thing. I bought another $200,000 car. <laughs> with the top on. With the top on. <laughs> and when I pulled up to the restaurant, the guy was like, oh, I got it, Mr. Sally. And he pulled the car up on the street. And I go, oh, no, 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 no. Put it back there with cones around it and, and some lights. He's like, no, no, we leave it up front for you. I said, I can get sideswiped. And I was literally worried about my car getting yeah. sideswiped. And I was like, why am I worried about this car? And I sold it. You said, you, you said I say, Isaiah gave you the advice that he puts his money where the doctors and lawyers do. Right. Where were those places? What type of investments was he, was he speaking about? Just the financial advice. Finan- like they weren't doing, God, I don't, I don't know how to say it. I think it's cool to open barbershops. I think it's cool to open things like that. Like I have now my, my three daughters are going to own uh, a black um, hair, uh, hair, show, mm-hmm. hair shop. I partnered with somebody that owns five of them. And then I was like, well, I'll open it here. You do the back end, we'll do the front end. 
would do the advertising, the pushing, the the pitches, the lotions, the potions, the pills, what the what it is, you fill it in. And I did that because, you know, like my man Dame Dash says, I want my kids to be bosses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler's a boss. Taya just turned 18 last week. And she was like, I need to make 15000 a month. Figure it out. Walked away from me. <laughs> you know? And everybody was like, what about college? And I, I've been thinking about it. And I just, my daughter Tyler was so brilliant. She goes, how much are you going to pay? She was at American University in her first year. And I said, you buy 53000 a year just for tuition because she didn't want to play basketball um, or get a scholarship. She wanted to live life. And then the second year, she came back and was like, so we got about 250 left, and I know I want to be in the cannabis business, so why don't you invest that in me in the cannabis business, and let's take off. And that was four years ago. And um, her first big contract was a me and two. Hmm. So it's, you know, we're waiting on how that pans out and the plan and her being the face. She was in the top 50 women in cannabis. And so just her building and understanding, I'm gonna take all the arrows because I'm a pioneer, but at least whoever comes behind me is gonna know. Um, Isaiah guy literally looked out for him unbelievably. And I remember Wilt Chamberlain, I got to meet Wilt Chamberlain, and he said to me, I, I got these three Jewish guys, yeah, they like me, so they look out for me. Mm-hmm. And they did, they took care of Wilt, made sure, because you can't do two things at one time. You, you can't do them well. Um, so unless you're a finance major, and if you go to college, you should be a finance major. You should learn how to code. You should do only things that's gonna help you in the future, period. And asking for a job isn't it. So Isaiah's guys, look, I'm in business with Isaiah now. I'm on the advisory board to One World Farmer. Mm-hmm. We're the largest cannabis hemp grow in the world. We are 1.9 million acres in Colombia. So we sell seeds to Germany and Spain. And I, I mean, when Isaiah first got it, I called him. And he kept saying, Sal, like I said, Zeke, I called you. You know, I said, I called you. I kept saying, dude, I don't know if you know how big that is. You know, how big it is, because hemp is going to be the future of medicine. Um, not by mistake. Um, it's always been the future of medicine, but they, they held it up. And being able to grow it in the same place that used to be known for growing cocaine, the reason we don't grow cocaine in America is because we can't. We can grow hemp here, but not as efficiently year-round. And the reason they grow poppy seeds or they have heroin in Thailand, because we can't grow it. Mm-hmm. So those, those tropical places don't have to worry about certain things. Um, and I thought it was a great move to be in Colombia, plus the government's involved, um, the Colombian government, knowing they had to pivot from being known as a cocaine place. So let's get into this conversation about the marijuana industry. We'll start right there. That's interesting. So break that down a little bit as far as, so Isaiah, it's Isaiah Thomas's company or he's involved yeah. with the situation? He's the CEO of the company. And they're growing hemp in Colombia and they're um, sending they, it back to America? Everywhere. All over or, the world. All over the world. And it's for medical purposes? Yeah, because <clears throat> this, the, it's the cannabis plant. Uh, marijuana is a, is a name that the Mexicans gave it for like wacky weed, make it a little crazy. Um, and that's what they called it, uh, marijuana. But, uh, but it's, it, the camp is this uh, cannabis plant and all humans have a cannabinoid system. So your body adapts to as soon as it gets the cannabinoid. Um, 
they know that they know it had uh, different things on anti-inflammatory. Most of the problems in everything you do is inflammation. Um, and they knew it had a soothing effect and they knew it had a thing of <clears throat> attracting and attacking free radicals, free radicals <clears throat> being known as cancerous cells, things that break down cells, too much energy, too much oxygen. These things are known to regulate your body with no psychoactive uh, uh, part like the cannabis plant. So the hemp plant and the cannabis plant are sisters or brother sisters. Um, the hemp plant doesn't need the bud. We can just use the, the complete plant for 200 different applications. The cannabis plant, which has the psychoactive part of it, of the THC, is a different one. They were slowing that down because if it, it would end the opioid crisis if we gave people cannabis. There'd be no reason to give you a pill to tell you don't have pain. And I tell people this all the time. If you have pain and you take a pill, an opioid, what it does is it finally breaks down in your blood, gets into your blood system, goes to your brain, shuts down to the, the, the uh, reflectors or the senses telling you have pain. It doesn't heal it. The difference with a hemp plant is when you put that on, it literally starts the healing process, going into the cannabinoid system and building more strength, getting more worker cells. Being like when you get stem cell therapy, you put more cells in the area that help build. So the, the, the hemp plant can also make concrete, clothing, newspaper, and it's more, and you don't have to cut down forests to do it. It's easier to grow. It grows in 60 days mm. as opposed to a tree taking 200 years to grow. Yeah, so like now that's one of the big things here in the United States is obviously more states are making it legal to have recreational medicinal marijuana. And so now people here are trying to grow it, but there's only certain places of the country that, that can even be. That make it good. That make it good, right? So more beneficial, obviously, to go the international route and yeah. do it and what is the the cost of overhead because i know it's very expensive to try to do it here plus like i think al harrington was saying this to us like even where we're from new york you have to have 20 years of farming experience to even get approved which is like yeah they um, don't want they, they only want, want certain people right. right so is international something that the common person can do yeah because um if you invest uh if you get involved in, in what's going on, remember, you can go to Amsterdam and they were they had coffee houses. They've been smoking weed since the 70s mm -hmm. and, and not, a, not the same. I went to Amsterdam, there was a plant that literally was the size of a ficus tree, which is, everybody doesn't know, it's usually those tall trees right there or the ones behind you. And it was a brown bush and it was a tree of cannabis. They had been doing it for so long. The research coming out of Israel, um, um, uh, what is it, Tukalim? Um, I think I said it right. Um, in Jamaica, my boy Andre with I&I &I Genetics literally learned to grow in Amsterdam from Bronx, but he's Jamaican, <laughs> and he's growing as if he's in Los Angeles. Um, really good weed. Because if you ever go to Jamaica, you can get ganja, which you would have to smoke the entire day, uh, and then you will be rasta at the end of the day because that's the only way to get it. Or you can smoke I&I &I Genetics and and get the Cali weed, Cali mentality. So, so I, I don't smoke weed, so. What, you don't smoke weed? You don't eat vegan burgers? What the? <laughs> <laughs> We're working on them, John. I, I know, but I'm working always, on them. You know, I've been around <laughs> marijuana smokers my entire life, so I know yeah. the lingo, but I still don't fully understand it. Cali bud, from my understanding, is like premier. Right. And what we have on the East Coast is, is not good. 
And you're saying ganja. I thought Jamaica always had good weed, but you're saying the ganja is not good? It doesn't get you high? Not as high. So... <sighs> can we can we get a taste test? <laughs> <laughs> this is the deal. Uh, you run into the ganja has a low THC. That's a natural, organic, and how it grows. It's from their seeds. They they get the seeds out of it. They throw it in their backyard. They let it grow up in the mountain. They take it. They dry it the best they can. Cannabis here in America has been genetically modified mm-hmm. to take the THC to a different level. A lot of people. You're crying. Very passionate about this. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, it's a passion project. Yeah, because you know, it's so funny. On this one show, my cousin said, "What's wrong with your eye?" And what it is is, um, I had my eyes operated on, uh-huh. so I didn't have to wear glasses, and it just waters all the time. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 but that's the difference. You get there, and it's on a stick, and it's brown, and it's like marijuana. Like the marijuana that the the marijuana that sometimes comes out of Mexico, it's just it's not 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 doesn't do the job. I would say. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> so you heard, right? But in that to check it. So you asked me about the cost. It's yeah. it's going to be uh, a little bit low. No one's going to be able to outsell one world farmer when it comes to hemp and cannabis. Mm. Period. Because one, no one has a million nine acres of just cannabis and hemp that won't cross collateralize. Meaning uh, when the wind blows, all of a sudden, this plant can become a male plant and not put any bud out. We, we have so much land that this whole side can be, uh, you can be growing in Beverly Hills, hemp, mm-hmm. and be growing downtown Los Angeles, cannabis. That's how much land it is. Wow, and, and they're two separate, totally different things. Two separate things, with, and with two uh, extraction facilities being built as we speak. So literally, the import is going to be less than anybody can do anything, even out of Colorado. So, are you able to import domestically here to the United States? Uh, is there Hemp. still okay? Can, not cannabis, not, not yet, cannabis. not yet. Okay. When soon as they do, they're going to want that. Yeah. They're going to want. Um, there's going to be places like, okay, North Carolina makes cigarettes, right? We yeah. know that. And Winston-Salem makes cigarettes. Um, but you can get Dunhill. You can get Camel. You can get all these other things, clove from all around the world. And if you're going to get, if you're going to be in the weed business and you own a dispensary and it's going to cost you less money to get my product with the same effect, you would pay less and sell it for less. So the prices are going to drop. CBD. Yeah. You hear this term a lot. I'm still not 100% sure what actually CBD is or what it does. It's oils, it's cream, it's everything. What is, what's, the, what's the deal with CBD? It's a cannabinoid. So it's, it's literally the life from inside of the plant. And what I have with the company I'm with, uh, Title Sport, with Conor McGregor is, is our partner in our face, it's a recovery. We got a chrono spray. Um, we'll be in CVS throughout the country by by December. We start in 400 stores in May. And three months after that, we're in 800 stores. So we'll be in 2,700 stores uh, before we get to the 9,500 after a year. When you use the CBD, um, so say you hurt your knuckle, 
right? You hurt your wrist or you hurt your wrist and you grab your wrist and you're looking at it. It doesn't look any different, but it hurts. Um, that's a, a note from here that where the pain is, ran up your arm through your electrical system into your brain, told the brain what it was, back to it. When you put a CBD on it, if you put any kind of anything else, I'm not going to say any other companies, Icy Hot, um, <laughs> you put that on, that just works on the top part of your skin. It, it gets to the sensors and say, the CBD literally can penetrate the derma. I'm going to get so many arguments on this. Yeah. A certain, uh, the reason I know this is because a certain company has a trademark on one that only stays it and doesn't get into the blood system. And that's another thing. They're going to say, is it going to mess with this? It's not. This is literally goes into your body as a calming system and tells your body this is where. I got, I got CBD nightly um, that within 15 minutes you will feel drowsy and go to sleep. So Guaranteed. Because, again, uh, Al Harrington did say this to us when at the tail end of his career he started using CBD. Mm-hmm. Why do you think more sports leagues don't allow it? I think uh, NBA just allowed marijuana to be used as a drug amongst the league. I think so. I'm going back. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> um, the reason I think is they always want to be last. <clears throat> this is a controversial statement. I'm about to say. They'll use an athlete to push a vaccine that hasn't been approved by the FDA because that's how you get the public to pay attention because mm-hmm. the FDA won't approve it. But they know that the athletes have that much power. So if athletes start talking about my treatment is CBD, mm-hmm. think about how many companies go out of business. Your Advils, your Tylenols, your NyQuil's, you're destroying a complete system from a plant that they've been trying to hold down since, I think, 1918, 1919. Since even when people were trying to douse themselves with alcohol, mm-hmm. they knew that this was a powerful thing. But so many industries will go down when people can now, and if you can grow marijuana in your house or grow hemp in your backyard, just like this ficus tree, and you were able to get it, and make teas of it and mess it down, you're going to destroy a whole system. Mm-hmm. And so they understand that. And they understand that they, I remember that I saw this cartoon and a guy goes to a homeless person and says, why are you not afraid of COVID? And he said, I don't watch television. And I thought about it. If you didn't watch TV, if they didn't hit you in the head with it, if it wasn't over the whole time, your fear would be nil. You would have no fear of it if you're not constantly told to fear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, if somebody says, oh, we got antiviral things and we got things that kill this, uh, we got things that kill bacteria, we got things that kill viruses, you'll be like, oh, I'm good. But they got to keep you afraid. They got to keep you, they got to keep these companies in position and they don't really care. I just heard on the radio coming here, what, 16 people had blood clots with, with Johnson Johnson. Mm-hmm. And they were like, but that's great. Eight million people were giving it. And only 16 problems? Well, you got to know if you get a pharmaceutical, there's going to be side effects. There's no side effects to cannabis. Sleep. Yeah. Uh, joy. Uh, less than a, you know, not giving a hell about anything. Yeah. You know, less stress. This, this is a miracle, miracle plant. And <clears throat> I didn't smoke either. I was raised 
a Jehovah Witness. My brothers were this crazy athletes who they smoke weed, but I couldn't. <laughs> and uh, and I was around, I used to be in the bathroom when they were smoking. I guess I got a contact hearing these crazy stories as they got crazier as they got higher. And I just thought, you know, it was a great thing. Um, and then, you know, I was a big fan of Richard Pryor. And Richard Pryor, you know, talked against drugs after. So I, I didn't want to do it. Plus, I didn't want to be known as anything other than the John Sally I, I, I've been working to be my whole life. One of, the, one of the things I read that, that you were created was the cannabis plan. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I've never even heard of this, but it's an insurance specifically for the cannabis industry. Yeah. What are the inner details of that? So what happens is if you uh, were to go to the doctor and you were sick or you were in a car accident, they're going to check your blood. They're going to check your blood for alcohol. They also check it for cannabis, opioids, um, narcotics, everything, because they don't want to pay you. They want to say it was your situation. If they're testing you at work and they test you for drugs and cannabis is legal in your state, they can't not give you this, um, give you what you deserve. They can't put you out because of drugs. You can't pa fail a drug test. The insurance is if people find out that you smoke cigarettes, they will be like, well, it's going to be less. Well, if you smoke cannabis, they're going to be like, is it even going to be like, we're not doing that. We understand that if you're, you're going to do something different. If you smoke cannabis, it's because you want to feel better. That's a good thing. So I don't have to give you depression medicine and pay for that. And if you got a company and a lot of people didn't have this insurance that own these companies, they own these uh, cannabis places and you want to give them insurance, this is a great place. All you got to do is guarantee, say once a year you're going to do this, this complete physical. And when you do that physical, you're going to submit the physical and you get your insurance. Anything happens, you get paid. They cannot fire you, uh, uh, hold anything back from you from this cannabis plant. It's been approved. And the insurance companies weren't understanding that and weren't trying to insure people. So I got my boy, uh, Darren Phillips. He used to be with Aflac, I don't know, 15, 20 something years and he was like this is it we're going to offer it to different dispensaries and we're going to offer it individually so the cbd when you put that cream on um because i think this is what i'm trying to give people the full education because the people is like anti-marijuana and they like i don't want to use drugs i don't want to put anything in my if system. you don't want to use drugs you cannot go to rite aid walgreens or cvs everything inside there is a drug Everything inside there is made in a factory and everything inside there has a side effect and a backfire. And to the point where the government, because a couple of things you guys are gonna take, well, you can't sue them if anything goes wrong. Oh, they left that part out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I tell people drugs are made and drugs are made in factories and, from, and, and are given to you in a drug form cannabis or hemp oil plant cream lotion potion drink is literally only you drinking a vegetable you putting a vegetable on your arm you spraying a vegetable that's all it is it's a plant it's 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 a it's a plant made by god not a plant made in a plant right but so what i'm saying is like Without THC, THC is the part that gets you high. Right. But you can, the 
for, correct me if I'm wrong, the CBD and all that, that doesn't have THC in it. None. So that's just the medical part of the marijuana plant, it's, like, mm-hmm. without the THC part. The THC is psychoactive, meaning you're gonna be a little loopy. My mom, she passed last year, God rest her soul, 96. But I, <laughs> I bring her the CBD in a spray form. So like a banaca, put it under her tongue. Man, she was in the nursing home, Nurse, come here. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta try this. Plus, your <laughs> breath is hard. She was, she wanted everybody on CBD after a while, and she was like, "Man, if I knew this is the way it made you feel, why didn't it tell us?" I said, eh, "Well, they wanted you not to like it, and they wanted you to be afraid of it." But <clears throat> if I told you to take uh, an antibiotic, you would either tell me you were allergic to antibiotics or which antibiotic you've taken in your life. And those stay in your body for two years, really rough on your kidneys, tremendous, terrible job on your, on your liver, um, bad for your testosterone, bad for your sperm count. Um, everything about this antibiotic, it's, understand this, it's an antibody. It destroys the body. It's anti. Well, that's interesting. So... Let's talk about this company, Deuces. Yeah. What's the, what's the deal with that? Well, I, my basketball number was 22, and if, if you guys didn't know that, she retired at Georgia Tech. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need something from you before yeah. I forget. Yeah. Um, Bobby Wagner, shout out to him. He's giving us a, a signed uh, Seahawks jersey. So. Oh, you're going to give me a signed Bobby <laughs> Wagner jersey? That's dope. That is dope. I, I like Wagner. Pre- preferably the Detroit 22 jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we need, we, we yeah. gotta put that on the EYL. I'm gonna hook it up. Fame. I'm gonna hook it up. I'm gonna find one. Ronnie Rosenbaum will hook it up. Appreciate appreciate uh, that. <laughs> what was your next question? Oh yeah, uh, deuces. So my basketball number and all my kids had it except the last one. She wanted number fourteen. Crazy chick. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, and it was a trip too because she was born on April twenty first, and my you know we were having a C section. I was like. You can wait 24 hours, wait, right? One more day. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> no. And so she's born on 21st. Anyway, um, I, when I was getting into business and my daughter was saying it, um, she was, we were talking about all these different things we should do. And I don't know if you saw me, but I was on a Hollywood uh, Psychic and this young guy with the blonde hair is reading me. And my daughter and I were having a conversation from the house to the shoot. And all we were talking about was cannabis. And when he was sitting there and he started sweating profusely and moving, he was like, what do you want to talk about? I said, I want to talk about business. He goes, go into business with your daughter. It's going to be successful. But you're doing something in vegan food. I wanted to get up and walk away because no one knew. Tyler and I had this, this conversation uh, because we had just decided that. And then we said, well, let's get into it. And we went to our first convention downtown because I said if we're going to smoke weed why are we buying it why do we not know from seed to sale why do why am I buying it and not understanding it and Al Harrington has been even though he's my little brother and you know I've always looked and been cool with Al I thought he was an amazing specimen of a human you ever see this dude's body and he's like 19 year old you know killing people I always loved Al but when he got into Viola and he got David Stern to sit down and have a conversation with him, it was smarter to stand behind him and let him trail the blaze. 
uh, uh, blaze, blaze the, the trail, trail. Yeah. and and you know I act like a player now I just come behind and go I'm great that's why they gave me millions of dollars <laughs> no it's because of what came in front of you and every step Al has made good and bad we've learned from we decided to be a packaging company so Deuces 22 makes the package for cannabis that we buy from boutique sellers so one you're not going to see our weed everywhere and two it's like having Louis the 13th because if I'm in that city because I don't travel with cannabis if I'm in another city and they have a dispensary I want to be able to buy my cannabis and know it's bomb I don't want you to be like yo here you can have it's whack I don't want that and I don't want you to bootleg me and buy my packaging anywhere downtown LA put your weed in it and sell it all over I don't want to do that so the only way I feel we can control it is by controlling the packaging and the only way we can control it and teach is to film so I'm going to give you send you guys a piece uh, a clip of my daughter of the show we're shooting every single step of the way because the way you're asking questions is exactly the same way everyone else is asking because they want to be sure they've heard it so we want you to go along with our ride as we're deciding and I mean I, we, we went up to Humboldt which is the most amazing place for cannabis the whole Humboldt County is cannabis driven that means everybody in the county is in the cannabis business so their basketball team football team cheerleading squad baseball team drill team is all financed by cannabis and all those families know it and all the kids know their fathers are master growers they're transporters they they all know it and they're left to do that so we went up there and we saw outside grow which was amazing that was growing silver haze outside that literally had fell off the face of earth but it was a really good high and he had 30 pounds so we bought the 30 pounds and now that silver haze is going to be in our product and people can say oh this is out outside grown this is organically grown so the same way I treat my body with a plant base is the same way I treat my weed mm. um, I don't talk about any, against anybody else but it's another reason we're growing in Colombia it's organic there, there are vital garden supply my boy Brian Mayland has been in Colombia for seven years now making sure that they don't buy the roundup stuff I had a uh, a company called pure crop one my partners at the time didn't like the way I marketed it I said I was taking on Monsanto they were like yo chill no I want you to know we're here so it's literally as we grow it how you grow it what we like about it where to get it all of that is in deuces and we got deuces Academy which literally teaches the same way like if you want to get in the cannabis business you can go into Deuces Academy, learn from rooter to tutor, from seed to sale, what position you want to be in. This is, this is the future of medicine, and it's the future of business. This is the wild, wild, wild west right now, but it's going to be, think about this. I can say, back in the day, you got a joint? And you'd be like, <laughs> right? Now, <laughs> you know, you, said, you got a joint? No, no, I got, hold on, my bong's in the car and I, oh I'm gonna vape it's moving so fast that it won't be 
a thing that people are afraid of. No more dogma. So when, when you do the packaging, because you said you're a packaging company, I'm like, especially when you're doing like food and drugs, the FDA has to put certain things like what's inside, his amount of nutrients, carbs, and all that. What has to go on the packaging for your marijuana? Well, first thing, my packaging, no one's going to duplicate it. And the reason they're not going to duplicate because it, it costs too much to make it. Mm-hmm. And our packaging, uh, when you open it and close it, it was able to settle itself back to 70 degrees inside. The, inside. So your weed is going to stay alive longer. Second, we're putting augmented reality on top of it, which is when you take your cell phone, that's why we got the Academy. You look at it and you're going to see almost like Princess Leia. She pops up on the top, says, thank you for purchasing. Our, like we literally gone that far to the security of our weed. And so nobody knocks us off. I mean, I, 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 somebody gave me uh, a Louis Vuitton and then gave me a Louis Vuitton from the street. You couldn't tell the difference. Um, I was like, I want you to be able to tell the difference. And what's inside? In California, these are the rules. Sativa, how much THC, how much CBD. Um, year, uh, the month, and the crop it comes from. All that is on it mm-hmm. because they wanted not to have old growers. So they wanted these new rules, which are ridiculous. There's these regulations on top of regulation on top of regulations, which makes it to only the big guys really are gonna be able to grow this wheat. Mm-hmm. The small growers won't be able to survive. And that's the corporate structure coming involved in it. We're, uh, the reason we only sell flour is we wanted to stay, Tyler's mentality is to stay, um, true to the essence of cannabis and not manipulate it. I had the best looking vape pens and stuff. She was like, I don't want to go that route. I want to stick to the cannabis. Do you guys control distribution as well? Yeah, so we're with a social equity, which is called Goverte down in South Central and we're Greenhaven, LA uh, on 420 down on, I can give the address now, but it was (laughs) 722 64th Street. We had like a block party and we hire everybody from the hood to work in the growing of our weed, the packaging of our weed, the distribution of our weed. So we have five different licenses and we're, we're doing it slowly but by ourselves. My girl Chauncey bought us in, so now if somebody says, what's your number? I have my sale number. I have everything. The cop's still gonna pull me over. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, all right, so let's talk about this vegan situation. Yeah. So you have a vegan restaurant. Yeah. In San Bernardino, California. Shout out to the IE. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the deal with that? You gave me some interesting information as far as why you actually put it there. Yeah. So what's the deal with that? Well, watching y'all, I love how like detailed sometimes when people, are, like I liked it when the guy was talking about and, uh, NFTs. Okay. I have a dope NFT. Okay. I have a picture of Kanye from 2005 that my, my camera had a glitch, I thought. And it's a picture of him moving and all of, you'd see him, you see him, but then you see this spirit out of him. And I call it the spirit of hip hop. And everybody's ever seen it kept saying, Kanye got that? And I go, no, oh, I'm not giving it to him yet. <laughs> uh, but it's a, Kanye, if you're right, I was like trying to get in. So I always like that this show explains things to you, you can get into. The reason Loma Linda has the most vegetarians, it's a block away. It's a blue zone, meaning, and there's only eight blue zones in the world. And one of them is Loma Linda, people live more centenarians. Um, uh, I think I said that right, centenarians. Uh, people who live past 100, y'all figure it out. Uh, I'm just learning this language. <laughs> <laughs> and, and literally it wasn't 
there was like four different vegan restaurants there and a lot of them taste like, you know, they had sand in the food. I'm not clowning anybody. <laughs> it was just whack, you know. <laughs> we didn't have any seasoning, no flavor. So my boy Terrence and his wife Shiloh, we were, I had helped them with their CBD store only in the design because I, I, I went to the design and I, he would throw some things at me and I would say, no, nah, that's not a good idea to go there because um, he wanted to put a CBD um, kiosk inside of a mall. I said, no one's going to buy it because you're not going to the ball to buy this CBD. And he goes, we got a chance to open up a cafe. And I'm thinking, cannabis cafe. I'll tell you why this is so cool. When they do allow it, my address is 420 East Hospitality Lane. Mm. Like I have the cafe and it's an art gallery slash really good vegan food with flavor. My my partners are chefs. They are, and he's from New, and he's and he's you know New Orleans boy. So our poor boy tastes like a poor boy. Our hamburger tastes like a hamburger, and, and I'm always telling people that because if you like McDonald's, Wendy's, or Burger King, you really don't like hamburgers. You just don't. You just that's just quick to go get that. That's not real food. But if you go to Carl's Jr. and you go to um, places that have burgers made you know they're 15 minutes making that burger not four that's the difference with our food it tastes like the bad stuff but it's not and it's seasoned all the way through and there's a full menu that took us well, we're nine months into it. we opened june 26 in the middle of the pandemic and our lines were around the block in in the hot sun uh, i'm out there giving people lemonade squirting them with water I got about five lawsuits. No, I'm joking. Uh, no, but I'm, I'm out there. You know, I bring a certain energy when we're in. And then I'm going to open downtown LA, but only on a weekend. I'm going to do a, a weekend brunch. It's going to be a bottomless brunch. Same way you can get lit off of mimosas and champagne. And God willing, I already know because I'm in business with Isaiah, it's going to be Sherlyn, uh, um which is Isaiah's champagne company. Do you know Isaiah became the only American and black American to own a champagne company, not at Jay-Z Solis Company? And Charlene is the number one selling champagne in America. We wouldn't even know that. That's, that's just how Isaiah does things. So I'm literally finding ways to move our products um, to as many places as we possibly can. And I, I found out we're like the only two athletes that play together that make money together. That's a scary, scary, scary thought. What do you think that is? We're taught to be um, solo in everything. So you get drafted. Um, you get drafted as a linebacker. When you get to camp, there's 12 linebackers now. I gotta be better than all of them. Every day, yeah. right? And then the next week there's another 12. And then there's another 12. And next year, there's another 12. And then there's another 12. So you don't become friends with your teammates. It's a rare thing. You look at Ocho Cinco and those guys doing their podcast. None of those guys play together, but they have a common bond. And we're all taught to, um, we're, we're in the NBA, we're 12 individual companies working for one company, working for a company that's owned by a big company. So, I may love you, but 
why Westbrook goes to the basket so hard? Because he's not going to pass it to anybody else. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not going to happen. So it's it, – and we've been given certain things, but it's always like, oh, yo, yo, yo. I don't do – and I tell people now I'm a solo artist. I don't really have time to deal with people who are afraid of taking life examples. And Isaiah knew – I knew so much about cannabis. I gave his wife – some of my CBD one time, and he was like, send me the bill, like, and keep sending it. And then next thing you know, his son was like, I, I know weed like Sal. And so they got into the cannabis, he got into the head, and I told him, I'm in the CBD. My daughter Tyler's in the cannabis. That's <laughs> 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 because I want, I went to Dave, I went to uh, Adam Silverman, and I said, hey, I want to be the first CBD in the in the business. he was like okay Sal just call me like he didn't want to hear it because if you start advertising CBD you, none of those commercials are going to come on I try to go to the Food Network and pitch three different shows on veganism and I was wondering why was it me what did I not know how to do television I knew how to do television was I was I too tall no all of the sponsors are me so why would they have a CBD company on? You can't play, you can't, I mean, have a, vent, uh, a vegan company. You can't do it. Same thing with CBD. You can't literally have a CBD ad and talk about Lipitor and talk about Zorizin and talk about, you know, your penis falling off. If you take this, and if you do, call your doctor. <laughs> you know, you don't, you, you can't have those things. So in the cannabis I literally feel, when, you, when I thought about it, I thought it could be a brand. Black people, 50% of all the CEOs of cannabis are female, first time ever. Black people are still 1%, and we're 90% of the people in jail for the infractions. So the social equity, uh, Ross, uh, Freeway Rick Ross, I, I met with him. I saw him, I was supposed to meet with him. I saw him in Atlanta. And they were like, that's Rick Ross. I, like, I know, that's why I'm getting my food to go. <laughs> 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 nah, it was a cool dude. Cool snowfall. Dude. Yeah, man. The real snowfall. Real, real dude, real guy. LeBron or Michael Jordan? Uh, Michael Jordan. There's no hesitation in that one. There was a hesitation. There was a hesitation. There was a hesitation. I'm going to say this. <laughs> and I said this before. <laughs> Only reason I say MJ is if you were to ask me that, if you were to say MJ or Dr. J, I would have said Dr. J, right? Because I always talk about the one before. before yeah. LeBron is the most unbelievable human specimen next to Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman is not from this planet. I think I saw him in the movie Contact one time or something. <laughs> uh, he's, not, he's not from here. And LeBron is 6'10", 265 pounds, 11% body fat. Jumps 48 inches off the ground, loves to play basketball, um, so focused, and doesn't have a problem in showing you his multi, um, his multiple ways of being great. That was learned from MJ. So I say this there's Tide soap detergent, then Kobe was Tide Plus, and then LeBron is Tide Wintergreen. <laughs> <laughs> the evolution. <laughs> the evolution. He's pods. It's safe to say he kept that answer clean. Yes. 
How do, how do you, how do you feel about um, the NBA structure business? <laughs> I love corny jokes. Business structure. <laughs> I do. It's one of my favorite things in the world, man. I love them. How do you feel about the NBA's business structure? Um, I, like, there's not enough, in my opinion, uh, GMs. Is they're making more headway, but it's still a long way to go as far as GMs, general managers, front office, let alone ownership. That's a whole different conversation, but. How do you feel about the business structure of the NBA relative to the players being almost all black? And what what are, what are the general managers going to do different being black if they were white? Elgin Baylor was, God rest his soul, the original deuces, um, was a general manager for the Clippers. For the Clippers with Stern and told everybody how racist he was and lost his job. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a look, but you're gonna have to call the owner and ask for a certain. My boy Lance Blanks played with me, was doing something in basketball. Joe Dumas is in Sacramento. Um, there's like four or five others. It's it's when we say we don't want things, and I'm gonna get ridiculed for this. We say we don't want things based on race, but then when we want things, we base our race. We use our race, right? Explain that. Explain that. So, man, you know, they should be doing it but, you know, <clears throat> because they're racist. No, they may be prejudiced. You know, they may they prejudge you and don't think you're going to do a good job, but not, not now because they don't think black people can't lead a team. It's just there's more people saying, I want to do this, and they're in a position. Remember, a lot of things have nepotism. A lot of things have who you know, how you know, which way you know it. Um, Remember Steve Kerr was doing, he was an announcer. Mm-hmm. Next you know, he was a head coach. And, and GM. And GM, and they made. Well, GM first, then yeah. head coach. Then they made Mark Jackson. An announcer. An announcer. <laughs> yeah. It was a trip, right? <laughs> and, took his team and won a championship. Right, and, took his, and are you looking at that as color, or are you looking at that as who you wanted, you had better leadership? You have a guy who has f- three championships, um, and putting in a system and guys are more, uh, not even going to say relatable, um, certain guys you relate too much to, you treat them like your friend as opposed to an uh, authority figure. Um, I think the NBA is a, is a great move on what they're doing in all of their race relations, way better than any other sport. So if you, you got the chops, you're going to get the job. It's, they'll move you in that position. If you got the chops, you're going to get the job. Most of the time, there's a lot of shadiness. Think, no one even knew that you can trade a coach. They traded Doc Rivers <laughs> from, the clip, from the Celtics to the Clippers. A coach. They traded the coach. <laughs> yeah, that was him. Yeah, and no one cared. I was like, but then he came here, and now they traded him to Philadelphia, and he has the power in Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> It, it, it all trips me out. What I think is that we should start a league in Ghana, Kenya, Uganda. We should do a lead in Africa. Well, how do you feel about that? Well, I'm glad you said that. NBA Africa, you're up on that, right? You familiar with that? Yeah. Um, a lot of people were tremendously disappointed with that because they're like, um, there's no NBA Europe. Europe has its own league. There's no NBA China. China has its own league. So why does Africa allow the NBA to have NBA 
Africa. Why don't the Africans just develop their own league in Africa, like every other continent has? Yeah. It's because the M, it's like, um, I'm going to give you a really good excuse, a really good answer. Um, <clears throat> every artist, recording artist, should go solo, should, should go independent. Why would they sign with Atlantic? Atlantic literally has more outreach, more, ed, uh, more experience, uh, more identifi- uh, uh, identifiable. I think I said that word right, too. Um, they've already established, they have a connection. It's like almost a pipeline to the big show. The big show is the NBA. Never let anybody tell you the European, I played in Greece for six weeks. It was a great experience, but we still went to a place where they had one shower and it was a hole coming out of the wall and and they still like had riot police at the games. I mean, it was a trip. Um, It wasn't like the NBA. The NBA is the creme de la creme. So with the NBA doing it, the NBA did that is because they want the pipeline. So they went in and they made it a pipeline. So you're going to get more Giannis. You're going to get more Mutombos. You're going to get yeah. You're going to get more because it's trained there. They're ready. Bring them to the show. And the NBA did it like uh like they did with remember they used to call it the D League, yeah. which was a dumb name. Now it's the G League. Yeah. I said it was a dumb name when it came out. It was the D League. Don't leave for dummies. Don't do that. Like, make it something else. Make it like some gangster league, some, <laughs> some shit, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but I think it was a smart thing because the NBA in Europe, you can only have two Americans on your team, right? But you can have as many Europeans on the team as you want. That's crazy. It was a crazy ad- attitude. It wasn't only two black guys. Two Americans, because you guys are going to change the dynamic of what we're trying to do here in Europe. Um, Argentina, playing down in Argentina um, with Ginobili. He was one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. He's from Argentina. Ever. I've seen everybody, Underrated. One of my favorites of all time. Oh, yeah. Ever. And I don't watch basketball until it's playoff time. Mm. Because that's when I get paid to do podcasts, except this one. (laughs) 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 Hall of Fame you you showed us Steve Kerr two championships you said three as a player yeah yeah, five as a player yeah three with the Bulls two with the Spurs oh that's right he did go to the Spurs yeah got lost though (laughs) (laughs) like give me an example one of my one of my favorite coaches is Greg Popovich and I've never played for Greg Popovich and when I was in the wine, I, I just wanted to send him wine. I just, I, I just, it just reminded me of a guy you want to play with. And this is why you would do something to Greg Popovich, would just look at you like, and you know what he's saying. <laughs> you know what he's saying just from looking at you. It's like, then he look at you again. And then boom, 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 he goes, whatever. And then he'll look at you and what you going? He goes, Are you ready now? And I see him say that to a player, be like, Yeah, all right. He said, No, seriously, you, you ready now? He said, All right. Such, such. That's a confidence builder. That yelling at you, screaming at you, pointing at the court, you'll get kicked in the face the wrong time. Or, or kicked in the face. Yeah, like, you know, the ball, you throw the ball like you're throwing out around, really throwing it at your coach. Or choked like the Charles Freeman did. Yeah, man. Shout out to Spree. 
Shout out to PJ. Yeah. Shout out to PJ. <laughs> Took it like a champ. PJ. <laughs> PJ's beard come all the way down to here now. <laughs> Need a cushion in for that. Uh, different league. That was a different league. Yeah, different definitely. Time. Different time. Oh, uh, yeah, it's been a very enjoyable conversation, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, what do you what what are you working on? Obviously, you, you know, you spoke about the the CBD and the restaurant. Yeah. What would you like to tell the people? What can they look forward to? seeing more of you, how can they uh, find out information on your business endeavors, all of that? Well, you can go to johnsally.com, S-A-L-L-E-Y, but I got betterlifeproducts.com, so I'm literally selling uh, my new product, it's called Better Belly, which literally helps, it's 16 different mushrooms that help um, eliminate toxins from your lower intestines. Bet- better Belly? Better, B-E-T-T-A. It, it, I, make, it makes your belly go lower? It literally. <laughs> For those that don't know, the the cameraman is over there sitting there saying ho ho ho. I'm just saying he just don't have his red. Oh my god! Get in my belly! Um, no, it literally flattens. So I tell people, your stomach is here. Well, this is your heart, more this way, and your stomach is right here. This is your lower intestines. So when you got a belly, you have inflamed low intestines. You have about twenty pounds of unprocessed feces or uh, unprocessed food. This better belly is like a rotor-rooter, but it doesn't give you diarrhea. It literally capsulates it, and in six hours you will go. So we, we put you on for five days on, two days off, five days on, two days. It's a 22-day program. I know it sounds crazy. You just go to the bathroom days. like nonstop. You, no. So what happened is you take it before 9.30 at night in 16 ounces of water, and in the morning, I always teach people when you get up, you wake up on your right side. It sounds crazy. So all you men, if you're sleeping on the bed, sleep on the right side. Even though you might like lean it on this side, get up this way. And you get up, you sit up, you grab the water that you put there because you know you got to pee and you got to go to the bathroom real bad. As opposed to jumping up and going to the bathroom, drink that water on the way to pee. Putting gas back in your locomotive and you're putting weight on it and you're going to move out. You're going to feel everyone... I have testimony from women who have lost 40 pounds, who literally had uh, crazy problems in their bodies. And it's spelled B-E-T-T-A. It's like Spike did Mo Better. Um, So it stands for Better Eating Today, Tomorrow, Always. So it's Better Belly. So it's it's really just a system that I'm helping people move into. I was on the radio and Dr. Sabi called me and said, I hear you talking this health things. You don't know anything. I was, <laughs> it was like 16 years ago. I was like, well, come on. Come on the show and talk about what I'm not doing. He's not understanding that he didn't realize. I filmed. This is how far. For 10 years, I've been five years ahead of myself. Not bragging. But I filmed. For, for 10 years, you've been five years ahead of yourself. Yeah, you'll figure it out. I got the math on that. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been so far. Yeah, Back to the Future. I filmed, I filmed all my interviews on radio. Ananda Lewis and I. I had John Sally Block Party. I took over Steve Harvey. I filmed everybody. I got Coco, Ice T, Kanye, uh, John Legend, uh, Pharrell, anybody, Mariah Carey. Everybody that came on, I filmed them, and they were like, "We never saw this. No one was doing it." Nobody. I did exactly what the Breakfast Club was doing because when you watch it, it's a better, it's a better show. So I literally found this. I have, um, I did six months of tapes too, and I taped every day. Um, I had the station buy the cameras, and I never returned them. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they just disappeared. Added to the collection. Yeah, you know, not, I did. I have three beautiful cameras 
that have DV tapes. Um, <laughs> well, I said it. So that's why and when I realized that more people would listen to me when on Thursday I would have psychiatr- uh, psychics come on, my numbers went through the roof. And then Chris Tucker called and said, man, you can't be doing all that demonized things. I said, you mean like the prophets in the Bible? But anyway, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. <laughs> uh, what I did is I realized, I mean, when I talk health, then that was going to be my focus. I started realizing, what do I want to do, right? You say, uh, earn your leisure, which is a great thing. I want to not ever work and make money. And how do you do that? Is you do the things you love to do and it makes you money. So me helping people um, realize how to treat the avatar, not just polish your car and put armor all on the wheels and then inside, do the same way you treat your car and inanimate objects that you love, treat your body the same way. So that's why I said it had to be better. We had to be more better. But I couldn't say more better because then Spike would have sued me. <laughs> you know, he's good with the lawyers. Now, he, he wouldn't have said anything, but I just thought it was better to call it better. And I say, your way of doing things may be good. Mine is better. Mm. You signed up? Yeah, he got he, he signed know. up. I know. He's going <laughs> to be one of my first people that sit and say, uh, yeah, I, I got this all laid out. I, I tell you. <laughs> and it works on men as well as women, which is a very rare product. And it's the best thing. It gets rid of acne, back pain, um, knee pain. And people are saying, why? Because it's helped move all the, all the uric acid out of your body. Mm. There you have it, ladies there and gentlemen. Go. John Sally, it's been a pleasure, my brother. Man. I was in health science, man. I was. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like a, I was back in class. Just yeah. Like, you, still, was, you, still, you still play ball? No. Nah, if you throw a basketball at me, I will duck. <laughs> 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 and somebody said, hey, man, just play for fun. I said, man, they stopped that in 1982. When I got to Georgia Tech, and I was like, yo, where's the pickup games? They looked at me as a pickup game. Ain't doing that. And I went to see it, and they were like, that kid don't have no reason to be on court. You got every reason to be on court. So I had to learn not to play for fun anymore. Uh, I was at Cedric's house for a barbecue, Cedric the Entertainer. And this young kid, they were like, this kid is nice. I was like, yo, dog, I'm the defensive man of the world. And he shicky, 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 and went left. And, and he went by me so fast, I had to look this way to see him. Like, I, I would have had whiplash if I did that. He went by me and my legs didn't move. And I was like, how did that happen? <laughs> they didn't even move a little bit. They just were stood in it. He was by me and I went, and I looked at my legs, oh, I'm done. It's over. Yeah. I'm going to need some CBD for that. I'm, I did, man. CBD. I did a burpee and tore my meniscus. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in this. All right, thanks, man. Shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. That is our Proud to Pay program. Obviously, tier five members, shout out to all y'all. Y'all have access to EYL University, the number one place for everything in the world of business education. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the over 8,000 earners that we have on our platform. We greatly appreciate y'all, not for just getting the information, but actually actually executing on it. So shout out to y'all, and shout out to everybody that's supporting the merch, and shout out to the merch team and everybody that is part of the EYL team. Uh, We can't do this without y'all, so love is love. So my sweatshirt is in the mail. Gotcha. Right. You spoke to the right guy. 4X, 5X? Uh, no, no, oh, I'm, I'm gotta, 2X. He ain't finished. Where you going? Oh, oh, oh. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Oh, that was such a Russell Simmons <laughs> ending. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Good night. My graduates from my school 
being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.